0: So vantage point, this is Nick Ruffin, your host, and just thank you again for uh, rolling with us another week and uh, welcome to any first time uh, listeners we have, whether you're on Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts, we just welcome you uh, to this amazing podcast. And for those who have been rolling with us, thank you again uh, for being with us. And, you know, we've been in this series called Father Figures, and this is actually going to be our last week of that series. Um, but before we jump into that, I wanted to just give uh, three quick announcements. Uh, that, that some of it I shared on our social media page or my personal uh, Instagram, but just wanted to call these out one more time. So this upcoming Wednesday, um, September thirtieth, is actually International Podcast Day, and I am actually going to be going live uh, with Christian Podcasters Association. They're doing actually they're doing live stream of all their podcasts um, that are from, that are associated with them. They're going to be streaming all day and uh, more information to come, but I believe my time will be 5 PM central time. So just make sure to catch in. We're gonna be talking about the power of forgiveness. It's gonna be an amazing time. And then you can also get more info on Facebook or Instagram or just go directly to my IG page, uh, I am Nick Ruffin and just check us out there. Um, another thing earlier this week, I made a post about um, just hitting another or big announcement. And so I wanted to share that on this episode that Vantage Point has hit another milestone. We actually crossed 5,000 downloads and still going. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those that are listening. And I know for me personally, not always knowing if if i you know, if it's coming through right, the messages are hitting or anything like that. But the fact that more and more people keep listening, that you're staying tuned in, um, that's just encouragement to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and then lastly, uploaded a video. Uh, I believe it was last week of a new series we're going to be starting on October fourth, called "What Is Love," and we're going to spend about four weeks digging deeper into love and what it means, what it is, what it isn't, and what can we gain from that um, even during these tough times of division um, and and everything that's going on in our world and just in our lives. So I wanted to really have a series that really captures that. I'm going to have a few guests on who are going to share their journey and experience, but much, much more of that to come. So definitely stay tuned for that starting next Sunday, October 4th. Uh, Well, again, like I said earlier, this is our last um, episode of Father Figures. And I keep saying it every week since we've been in this series now for eight weeks that this series just has not only blessed me, but challenged me and pulled on me in ways I didn't uh, expect it to at all. Um, but I definitely want to first give a special thanks to, to all the guests we had this series, Antoine Robinson, uh, Pastors Joshua Lyle, Tony Gilmore, and Jerry McQuay. Definitely brought so much insight and revelation uh, to just being dads, whether that's in the uh, actual with your children or in spiritual or ministry or whatever phase of of fatherhood you're in. And I know that this series is going to be a staple of this podcast and it's going to be something that continues to have um, impact long after today. So definitely thank you all for being a guest. And then a special congrats to Antoine. If you remember um, during his uh, message, he talked about his wife being pregnant with their third child. And then he actually they gave birth, so or she did. Um, so definitely want to just special shout out to Antoine and his wife Kayla. Um, I know he's over the moon right now in all, all over again. Um, for his third child, his son. Uh, so definitely um congrats, Antoine and Kayla. Appreciate y'all, love y'all, thank you. Um, so jumping into this week, we're actually gonna just quick rewind the last week where I really focused on my journey about um not having my dad in my life and how that affected me. And we touched on the importance of our past being keys to freedom. And so this week I want to shift it and, and kind of take that to the next level. I mentioned that last week that, you know, this, this episode is going to be the the opposite of that. What, what turned it for me, what got me out of that mode of my father wasn't there um that that was that was a thing that was that would be said that was a thing in my head and it was a thing in my mind that you know these things are here because he wasn't there or anything like that and so for this episode for week eight series finale we're gonna we're gonna jump into the topic of and get an understanding that my father saved me and when I mean my father is we're talking about our spiritual father in heaven that's who we're talking about so for my first point first point um, how my father saved me was through forgiveness, and I want to touch on that a little bit. And I encourage you, um, real quick, uh, the church I attend, Transformation Church, just started a series today on forgiveness. I'm um, actually titled Forgiveness University, so I encourage you um, get into that series. Connect with them with Pastor Mike and what they're doing. It's an amazing. It's going to be an amazing series, but. One of the things that that saved me um, from what we talked about last episode was God literally saving me through forgiveness. And I want to touch on that a little bit. And, and psychologists actually define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they deserve your forgiveness. It also says forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offenses. And one of the biggest things I realized um, growing up is that all of that hurt, all of that dad hurt that I had, the absenteeism, all of those things, the the abuse, everything that I witnessed, I, I was literally holding on to that and couldn't get to the point of forgiveness um, because I was too focused on the anger or too focused on what it did to me and focused on how I felt. And the one thing that I can tell you is that as I look back on it, and one thing God really showed me was the more I held on to the anger and hurt, the more it actually consumed me. It became who I was. It ruled over me. It restricted me from really being um, who God called me to be. And so not only that, but it really held me back into being a man, being a father myself, or, or even growing as a person because I was so so holding on to this. And I, and I really felt like if I, if I hold on to this anger, if I continue to, to, to not let that go, I'm, I'm going to ultimately hurt him too. It's going to hurt him because every time we interact, I'm going to bring that up and I'm going to throw it in his face and I'm going to do these things. But ultimately that became less and less. And it literally became me. And I, and when I'm talking about, I was pr- preparing this message. I, I had a thought of, you remember the Spider-Man movie with Venom and um, Peter Parker was in the bell tower of the church and Venom basically landed on him and consumed him and he became that. And all of that anger and all of those things that I was holding on to um, really started to become who I was. Something I continually told myself growing up is I will never be like my dad. I will never do the things he did until I then became the things he was, um, whether it was alcoholism, and we're going to get into a whole lot more about that later. Um, but one of the things I found is is this quote, that's very interesting. And it says holding on to the past is the riskiest choice you can make. Because when you hold on to the past, you erase any chance that you can change. And when I read that it, it literally just knocked me on my feet. I mean, Holding on to the past, holding on to past hurts, holding on to past transgressions, past instances of of not being there, the more we hold on to that, it's the risk, it's the biggest risk we can take because it it kills any chance that we can change or evolve into who who we're who we called to be, who God wants us to be. And when I realized is I was literally holding on to the hurt that five-year-old Nick heard or the hurt that 10-year-old Nick saw or the hurt that 16-year-old Nick acted out on or 23-year-old Nick acted out on or even 32-year-old Nick acted out on. There's kind of a theme going on there. And then that caused me, literally holding on, caused me over 20 years of wasted time, wasted thought, um, wasted just, again, wasted time in actually trying to not get over something but holding on to it because I somehow thought that was hurting him but in actuality it was hurting me and you know thinking about it, imagine if I if I would have got this back then imagine if I would have understood this the forgiveness back then or even attempted to understand it back then I mean even think about things that you know you're dealing with whether you're a dad on the phone on the on the call on the podcast or anything at all just what if we get that concept what if What if we allow God to save us through that concept? What could we have done? What could we have changed? What could we have built from then? But when I tell you, when I transferred, when I literally forgave him, when I I said to myself and to my dad that, you know what, I forgive you for that. Um, Now, again, back to the definition, doesn't mean forgetting, doesn't mean condoning or excusing it, but I'm forgiving you right? I'm making a decision, conscious, deliberate decision to release those feelings of resentment, vengeance toward a person or group. So I'm making the conscious choice, conscious choice to release it from me. And what I'm actually doing is I'm transferring responsibility of that pain. I'm giving that to God. I'm giving it to him because I realize I can't walk through my life holding on to that past hurt. And when we hold that fatherly hurt, because I can tell you that hits different than other hurts, but when we're we basically telling God that our holding on is more important than giving it to him. And in 1 Peter 5, 7, I love how the Amplified Version says it. It says, casting your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. When I realized that my father in heaven saved me through forgiveness, it began to release me into doing the things that he has called me to do, the things I was destined to do and how this situation that I thought would be able would, would, in me or, or stop me or prohibit me. And a lot of people also, you know, it's statistics of, Oh, you don't have a father. You grew up single family home. You can't do X, Y, and Z. You can't be this. This is, you're more likely to do this. You're more likely to do that. And so giving those cares to him, because I know he cares for me, I was able to literally be released of that responsibility. Um, the second thing that God really, um, saved me was he saved me through grace. And I I found a definition that I thought was very interesting when it came to grace. And it said, grace is the opposite of karma. I don't believe in karma. I'm just using it as an example, but it says grace is the opposite of karma. Karma is about getting what you deserve, negative context. Grace is about getting what you don't deserve. And it's all about who God is and not about who you are, what you did. And then another way to think of it is grace is defined as the free and unmerited favor of God. It is a gift that God gives people who have done absolutely nothing to deserve it. And one of the things I I love this um, quote that I um, found and it says, grace is sufficient even when we huff and puff with all our might to try to find something or someone that it can't cover. And if I'm, if I'm transparent, if I'm, if I'm open and humble, open and transparent, that, that was me. I was dead set convinced that grace could not, um, cover my dad. Like I, I was, I was convinced of that to the point where I believed it wholeheartedly until I became a dad myself. And then I began to um, <clears throat> experience things um, as a dad. And and I'll be honest with you, some of my lowest points as a dad, some of my own absentism, at being absent, some of my own um, shortcomings and mistakes made me realize I couldn't do it on my own. And the more I connected with God through prayer, worship, devotion, he literally began to show me godly fatherhood. And And don't get me wrong, the process is still ongoing. And I said this last week and it's something that um, we say at my church, and, and Pastor Mike says it all the time that this walk is about progress. It's not about being perfect. And, you know, if you're still here, your children are still here, there's still time. God can truly be a bridge to restoration and healing. And one of the things I realized is every bit of that hurt and and mistakes that I saw my dad make and the things, the names he said, um, or things he called me and all of those things, I literally in a moment began to have grace and understanding um for him and and did he deserve it? no, but that's not but grace is remember grace isn't about deserving it's about giving it freely um because that's who we are that's that's what christ did he he gave he he was graceful to us, and we didn't deserve it and I begin to have an understanding of maybe, maybe even just a small glimpse of what he may have been going through. Because I mentioned way back in week one that, you know, I became a dad at 19. So did he, he became, I was born when he was 19. And that was 1983. And mine was 2002. But, you know, there's, you know, when you become something you're not ready for, when you're still trying to figure out who you are, um, a lot, a lot of unexpected things can happen. And so I began to formulate this grace for him um, that really allowed me to to have an understanding uh, of who he was and maybe some of the things he had dealt with. Because a lot of the times you know, in those situations, or at least for me, I'm hearing this from different people. Oh, he was this, he was this, he was that, this is why that, you know, but nobody really ever knew um, why he did or why he didn't. And for me, it was being able to take a step back, look at my own experience, look at my own life, and then compare and look at his and find some level of understanding and find some grace. And and it wasn't easy, believe me, because I didn't think that grace, I didn't think he was worthy of it. But if we're honest, you know, neither, neither are we. No, no one is worthy of it. That's why it's it's undeserved. But yet God gives it freely, and you know that's something that really transformed my thought when it came um, to my dad. And then I love what it says in Romans three twenty four. It says we are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. And I and I really believe and really truly feel that that what we do and and once we commit things to God and release things and begin to grow in him. We begin to see things in a different light. And, what really leads me to this point that, that God literally saved me for an encounter conversation. And so I'm going to share my last conversation with my dad, which was about 18 months ago. Um, and in this conversation, you know, um, what typically would happen is my dad would call and we would, you know, converse and it was all about the past and all about what he had done and how sorry he was. And it was, it was basically this apology fest, uh, 2019 is basically what it was or 2018, depending on 18 months, but it was about almost two years ago. And, and this is an ongoing thing. This was every time we would talk. Um, and you know, it, it, tended to fall on deaf ears most of the time. But in this last conversation, I really um, asked him some questions. I really just felt pressed to talk to him a little bit and really dig into, you know, why? Like, why are you, why do you keep calling saying the same thing and all of these things? And so really got to the point where you know, he he talked about not, you know, didn't know how much time he had and trying to make things right and trying to be better. And, you know, I had asked him, uh, one of the things I know he struggles with um, is, is drinking. That's something he struggles with. And I'm 37. It's been a long time. Um, and so I asked him, are you, you know, do you want help with that? and literally in the moment he 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 basically said no there's there's no way that I can be free of this um and at the moment he said that I literally smiled um because I I said there is a way that you can be free from that if you want to be um and I began to tell him about Jesus I began to share with him um who God was and and who Jesus is and how Jesus can Literally, come to him in the midst of where he is, and help him and walk with him through that, if he wanted to. And he quickly, no, it's not what I want to do. Um, And you know, I told him that's what I want to see for you. That that's what I want. And literally, in this conversation, as I was preparing this message, God shared with me this thought. He said, "In this conversation, I, God." put you, his son, in a position to speak life into your earthly father, who sees no life in himself, who sees no joy in himself, who sees no purpose in himself. But yet I am using you, who he brought into this world, to speak life back into him. And when when God showed me, when when I, I mean it it was it was just I was at a loss of words because I didn't see that conversation as that I didn't see it as you know what I am literally stepping in to help him see the possibility of what he can experience based on what I experience right I I I know that forgiveness releases you from hurt I know that grace is extended not because you earned it but because God has it and literally. I'm asking him and, and, and seeing and, and trying to get him to, to know that, that what his statement of no one can rid me of this illness and literally telling him on the phone that God can literally take you and turn you and rid you of the things that you think you need to survive and i love second corinthians 12 9 because it says my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness so now i am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of christ can work through me and when i tell you this me even doing this series me even talking about this right now would have never happened five years ago um literally the transformation the the dedication that that I've had to take to to allow God to show me and 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 work me and 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 pour into me and, and speak to me to get to this moment, to get to that moment, that encounter conversation, because literally it, it was it was it was not necessarily a son meeting his father in the moment of, of transformation. It was literally I served as the bridge for my earthly dad and my and my godly dad, to meet together. And being able to do that, and one of the, and the last words I had to my dad, the last thing I said, because he basically asked me, um, you know, well, I want a relationship with you. Um, and, and I told him this, and and it it really, I think, speaks to Just the 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 being able to not only overcome those feelings of hurt and overcome that 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 loss of not having him growing up, but really speaks to a maturity that I really feel like I I've gotten, and I believe that anybody who's listening can get this level of maturity. But I told my dad, I said, "What's more important to me than having a relationship with you? Is you having one with Jesus? That's more important to me than anything." And I choose to help introduce you to the father that saved me because he can save you too. And I know that there are people on here listening and you might have dad hurt and it may have been yesterday. It may have been 20 years from now. It may have been 50 years from now. Your dad has long uh, since passed, but the great thing about what we talked about forgiveness and grace is those things can still happen for you? You can still take that anger, take that vengeance, and back to the def- back to the de- um, definition, making a conscious, deliberate decision to release it, and give it to God, and move forward, and let God pour into you and mold you and build you from that to get you to the level and to get you to the purpose that that you are called to be and so you know as we end this series and and um you know i i would i just want to pray for the the men that are listening that might be struggling with dad hurt or might be you know not not being the best dad in the world and trying to figure that out um because that forgiveness was very um wasn't easy to get but i'm telling you once you release it um, it, it is the most amazing thing and most transformational thing you can do is to release that hurt and then walk in a level of forgiveness and then allow God to cover you with grace. Because again, when you really put that together, that anger, that, that's a weakness for, that, that was a weakness for me. That was a weakness for you that, when, you know, if you're like me, when, you know, early on, when you, you couldn't even talk about that, you didn't even mention his name, you didn't, and you got either angry, you got mad, or you just got quiet. And that's something that that's a weakness. And God can literally fill that with his grace. And you can literally boast about it and not boast in a bad way, but you can boast freely and confess and be a living testimony to people. And so right now, Father God, I just pray for all the men that are listening to this and even the daughters, Father, that may have dad hurts and that whoever it is, Father, that you're able to meet them in the moment of their hurt, Father God, not to their, not when they're over it, like we're told to be like, Oh, you got to get over it before you can move past it. No God, that you can literally meet us in the moment in the midst of the hurt. Maybe even at the worst point of that hurt, you can meet us there. And we can literally transfer that responsibility. Give that care to you, Father God. Make a deliberate choice to give it to you and then allow your grace to cover us and walk with us every day going forward, Father God. And so I pray for, the, for anyone listening to this, Father God, whether it's on the first time episode or it's three years from now, Father God, whatever point they're in, whatever time they listen, I just thank and praise you right now for their life because they have purpose. This does not define them, but it will help build them. Father God, it is in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank y'all. Man, thank you again. This series has been amazing. Um, I I encourage you to stick with us. Go replay all eight episodes. Share them with someone who you feel may benefit from it. Leave leave us a review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts. And I just thank you all again. We'll see you all again next week on Vantage Point.